You're listening to First Chapters, a podcast from Grey Cat Books, with your hosts, Engineer Mike and Nina McNamara. Ever wanted to know if the first few pages of a book were good enough to continue reading? Will a book be engaging enough, or will it bore you to death? Then keep listening. The plot thickens. So, <laughs> this is our first take at a podcast with Nina McNamara, star of Pop Medieval. And star. Yes, star. Not yeah. co-star, mm-hmm. not co-host. Star. No, well, clearly people are there for you. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And my running commentary. Yes. And, my occasional joke. And engineer Mike, who is in the background, usually not talking. If people turn into problem. that po- podcast for you, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. They turn in for the editing. You've got, no, you've yeah. got your groupies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, but how do people, like, form, how are people groupies for people that... It's the mystery. I see. It, it's the mystery of it. Okay. When when you're completely unknown, you're anything people want you to be. Mm, yeah. Okay. This is our first take of a podcast where Nina, a literary literary critic, known literary, literary critic, critic, literary critic. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's a that's a. Oh, I forgot amongst ex- authors. That's a disgusting <laughs> term. I apologize. Oh, Nina, explain what yeah. you mean by critic. I meant basically. I, meant, I just I read something and I go I hate this. And no, I no. I, I meant I meant someone who can make an educated comment uh-huh. about a book. That, that's okay. what I mean. Yeah, for, sorry, I forgot the term literary critic is not a good term. Uh, not, By educated, you n- mean... Knower of books. I, I really want you to parse your words. I mean, me. educated as in you went to college. I, I did go to college. And you know books. a lot about how books work. I do know how books yeah, work. That, that's, I have that's, written a couple. That's most important. That's kind of like what we're going over this podcast is that it's not just going to be... It's not a book review podcast. No, it this is, is not at all. No. I am not reviewing books. No, no. This is not no. a book review podcast. Nobody He's going to be reading an entire book, no. thank God, and then we're going to be talking about the book, blah, blah, blah. That's been done to fucking death. God, no. We're, we're going to be looking at the just the first chapter of a book, Probably, and then... Yeah. if Nina, I make it that far. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, very true. Yeah. yeah. At least as much of the first chapter as you can take, as much as you can mm-hmm, stomach, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you give your you know informed opinion about, is this book working in the very first chapter? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you don't hook your reader in the first chapter... They're gonna put your book down. Is it working for me? And this is this is quite a, an ambitious podcast and an ambitious project, and it is very arrogant, I would say, because we are tackling some very important books. Yes. And why are we doing this? We are doing this because an engineer Mike, that's me, has a very, uh, shall we say, eccentric. An interesting collection of books I read. You know, yes. not not interesting in I'm not saying interesting as in like the most interesting man in the world kind of way. I mean interesting no. as in the way you you very would, eclectic. Yeah, you would read it and go, hmm, hmm, interesting. That's that's yeah. not what I expect. And you know, you're that a kind voracious of reader. And I am a voracious reader of books. I am at any given time. I and yeah. I, I don't mean this in the way people sometimes say it. I mean I'm reading multiple books at once mm-hmm. because I have like a book. Not not because I want to like power load books or something, but because <laughs> you I'll double fist. Yeah. No, I don't mean like that. I mean, don't, not just because I'm trying to like engorge myself on non knowledge or something. It's just that I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have one book I'm reading in one place, one book I'm reading in another place, one book yeah. I'm reading like before I go to sleep, yes. one book I read, you know, in the middle of the day, that kind of thing. So at any given time, I have a book that I can pick up and start reading. Correct. I'll, I'll read commonly read 30, 40 books a year this, yes, this way. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and I am the exact opposite. I am a slow reader. 
and I quite frequently will stop reading a book, like, whenever I want to. <laughs> much to my chagrin. <laughs> much to your chagrin, if I hate it. If it is boring, if it is, if it does not hook me within the first... Chapter. Um, sometimes the first chapter, sometimes, mm-hmm. I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll give it some slack if mm-hmm. I know the author. Mm-hmm. Uh, not personally, obviously, but if, I, if I'm familiar with their work. Within the first couple of chapters, sometimes I will just forget I'm reading it. Mm. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's a problem with the book. And that is yeah. a problem with the yeah. book. Sometimes yeah. I think it's me. And I think that's why we started this podcast is because I came to you and I said, do I read enough? Is my reading method bad? Do I need to just bite the bullet and start reading more? You know, I, I used to be the kind of person who, and personally, I'll read a book to its conclusion, even if it's absolutely fucking terrible. And I can't do that. And you know what? And I used to look down upon that, and I don't look down upon that anymore. There's okay. too many books in the world, and there's not enough hours in the day for us to spend our time with bad books. I totally get that about, you know, your your method of reading books. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Absolutely no judgment. Yeah. And that's why for this podcast, I'm not ever going to be making you read an entire book. You know, yeah. many, many of these books in particular are big, thick, weighty tomes that I read. Yeah. Some of them, uh, like one, one particular other novel by today's uh, famous author, Samuel R. Delaney, a particular novel that I remember by him is twice the length of Infinite Jest, one of his books. Infinite Jest, one of the most longest books that people remember in, in recent yeah. history. You know, And one of, one of Delaney's books is twice as thick as that. I will never oh make God. you read a book like that. Please don't worry about that. I'm, I refuse to. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not going to do either. You you will not see me pick up David Foster Wallace, no, nor will no. you see me That's pick perfectly up fine. whatever though, book you're... Though we may do the first chapter of Infinite Jest. I'm fine. We with, may. I think it's a very, very good first chapter, in my opinion. We may. Yeah. We will see. We will cross that bridge okay. when it's ready to be burned. Unlike today's book, maybe. Today's book is a, a book called Dahlgren. Dahlgren. Yeah, by the, the very famous science fiction author Samuel R. Delaney, mm-hmm. who is kind of... If you're not super familiar with science fiction, you may never have heard of him. But if you're in the the science fiction or SF, as I may refer to it from this point <laughs> oh, on, Jesus SF Christ. never sci-fi, always SF. Uh, from this point on, he, he, he it is very pretentious. He's well known in those circles, you yeah. know, as as like a very very infamous, I mean, maybe not infamous writer, famous writer, but a writer of strange strange novels. He's not written a tremendous amount of novels, maybe maybe a dozen and a half over, and I'm talking about over 50 years. Mm-hmm. So he, he takes a while to write a novel. A particular book we're talking about today, Dahlgren, is uh, from his second period of writing. Uh, Samuel Delaney has a famous, very famous life where he came onto the science fiction world. And not, not to bury the lead, and I think this matters in science fiction, especially in the 20th century, and, mm-hmm. and this month being Pride Month. For mentioning yes, that. Samuel R. Delaney is a... Out and proud gay man, uh, African American from the 20th century, who was not always out of the closet. When yeah. he first came onto the science fiction world, that was not commonly known. He had a bulk of novels that he wrote during that first kind of time period. Uh, one, like I think he won the Nebula Award twice. You know, anybody who doesn't know the Hugo and the Nebula Awards are your two major mm-hmm. science fiction awards. Yeah. He wore the, he won the Nebula Award like for his earlier novels, and then just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. and is gone from the literary world for easily half a decade, if not a little bit more, comes back in the mid-70s and is out and proud at that point. And his novels, let's say, take a different turn at, at that point. You know, they are 
very focused on issues of sexuality, issues of gender, a little bit about the interplay of like race and gender and sexuality, not as much, definitely sex and gender, especially from a, a gay man's perspective. This you, novel you're, you're was to written say yeah. during that time. <laughs> that, that definitely. Dahlgren okay. is, is like his magnum opus from that time. Okay, yeah. so that answers um, a couple of questions. <laughs> right. Or at least one of them. Uh... So your first impression, with, with that backstory, and without getting too into the book before Nina gives her opinion of it, Dahlgren is a famously, uh, what's the word, dense, but not so much dense, it's that it's hard to figure it's out. It's very challenging. And a challenging is a definite word for it. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not a book that follows, let's say, a narrative. Things like a narrative or a plot. That was the first question things. I wrote down in my notes. Was, what is the plot of Dahlgren? <laughs> because, like, traditionally, as an author myself, you can try to figure out, or you should be able to figure out the plot, at least pick up the plot threads of a book, a novel, <laughs> within the first chapter or two. I agree. I agree with you. So I read, I read part one, which was about uh, 60 pages long. So chapter one. Well, you know, part one with like, it's, it's divided into like four or five chapters. Oh, you actually read more than the first I did, chapter? Because, Impressive. Yeah. Wow. I because did not I thought, well, that. I thought that was chapter one and it was just divided into oh, like five okay. parts. Okay. I didn't realize that it. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's actually good. That it will actually help out today. Yeah. Yes. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Because I thought like chapter one, huh. like chapter one of part one was just like, I, I think okay. like 10 pages. And I thought, well, that's not enough content. Well, that, I'm going to have to change like up to what I did because the very first just chapter you may have noticed is just I, what yeah. the fuck is going on. Oh, completely. <laughs> sure, I've got questions on that. Don't sure, worry. Sure. So, so did you read, like, does he get to, like, without without skipping too far ahead, he gets to, like, the city. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. All right. Bala- so, so Balana is Balana is the Balana. name of it. Yeah. So, so okay. So, uh, t- tell us a little bit about your first, uh, well, consider it the first part. It's a short first part. Yeah. Basically a first chapter. We'll consider it a first chapter because you, yeah, you kept Yeah, just consider it the, the first chapter. Yeah. Dahlgren is, for the readers, Dahlgren is separated into seven parts of varying length. Some of them very long. Yeah. Some of them a little bit shorter, uh, like the part that Nina read. It's so, only yeah. how many pages long, the first part? It's only 60 pages 60 long. pages, yeah. 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 So, yeah, part one is called Prism Mirror Lens. That's what I read. <laughs> a very a super pretentious name. It it's is a, very yeah. pretentious. Prism, comma, mirror, comma, lens. Lens. Yeah. <laughs> And well, how'd you feel in taking this lost and also frustrated, confused? Let me general impressions of the the prose. I don't like it. Mm. Mm. Like, I interesting. And again, I am a nobody shaking her fist at a somebody. You're not, you're not a nobody. I have no business insulting Samuel R. Delaney's writing. It's real real quick. It's very interesting because that's the thing that'll keep me reading a Delaney book. It's 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 interesting. You said you don't like the prose because even though there's no narrative or or plot in commonly in his writings, in my opinion, the prose is what keeps me going. Mm. I love his writing style. Like bad prose. You did not like that. Bad prose is one of the few things, or one of the many things that will that will stop me from. From continuing a book. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking hate obnoxious purple prose. And chapter one mm-hmm. of part one. Yeah. Prism mirror lens. Oh, it's it's it's, it's purple. I agree so with purple. you. Now that now, I remember I, that term. I will yeah. just to jump ahead a little bit. Like after chapter one, it mm-hmm. does change a little. It does. Bit. Yeah. It, it does. does get a little bit more narrative, but. Mm-hmm. 
chapter one is just fucking ridiculous. It's uh, could you even tell? I did not know what was going on. Exactly. I know he's having sex with a, and by he I mean the kid. So the kid is the, I guess, the protagonist. Uh, I'd Maybe. say, yeah, is the protagonist who the story mainly follows? Yeah. Okay, then he's definitely the, the protagonist. The person yeah. who is moving the plot along. Yeah, that That's barely, I barely say it's the kid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's the well, person who the book follows the most. Ostensibly, yeah. the protagonist okay. is the kid, All at right. least in what I've read. So the kid wakes up in a field, a, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere where there's a lot of greenery, and he has sex with a woman, a random naked ha- woman, around, just hanging you know, around. It, like it was the 70s, okay? Yeah. yeah. And then he chases her through the field, and she turns into a tree? <laughs> I think? <laughs> That's basically I don't, okay, good. <laughs> now, of course, is he a reliable narrator? Did that even happen? Was he on drugs? Was this acid? This is the 70s. Who knows, man? <laughs> And then later on, okay, and later on in the chapters, mm-hmm. the the point of view changes mm. sometimes to be from third person. It's mainly told in a third person point of view, but then every now and then the paragraphs will shift into first person. And, and, and I can see how that would frustrate it you. It fucking frustrates me because <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if it's a mistake or if it's supposed to be <laughs> inside the kid's head. It's and I don't know and like that fucking it's, irritated it's me. It's Samuel R. Delaney. You just gotta roll with it. When, I, when, I don't when, have when to do ha- anything. No, you you don't have to. I mean, if you're a fan of his books and you want to read them, sure. That kind of shit, you just gotta roll with. You just got yeah, to, yeah. And then now let's get to the dialogue. Yes, please tell me about the dialogue. Okay, yeah. so the dialogue alternates between being very straightforward, direct, and casual. Mm-hmm. And ethereal and nonsensical. Like, it will switch sometimes. Like, the same two characters will talk. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a, a, a discussion about, like, what colleges they went to. And then suddenly, like, normal. who do you think you are? <laughs> who am I? What is my name? You know, and, yeah. like, the kid doesn't have a name. He's just, nope. he's given Never the named. name of the kid yeah. by this this tech mm-hmm. uh, loofer. Or ah, the, the, guy, the, the guy he meets when he gets to the yeah, city? Who okay, is, yeah, who is, put a pin in him. I want to talk yes. about him. Oh, you may have picked up on a few, let's say, uh, the parts of the sexual parts yeah, of the novel. So yeah, so I, I want to read an excerpt. <laughs> <Yes>. like... <laughs> this is in the story when the kid who starts the story outside well, of this famous city gets into the city yeah, this is... and meets his first denizen of that city. Yeah, I want to read I want to read just an example of the weird dialogue. Oh, so this is outside this the city is, still? I think this is inside. This is when he's talking to Millie. <laughs> the problem that we can't figure that out is part of the problem. Yeah, so he's talking to Millie, the okay. redhead with the, the boobs. And just, you know, is that, when he, is that when he's crossing the bridge, the dilapidated no, bridge? No, he's, he's past the dilapidated bridge. Okay. And he's well, in the city, yeah, I okay. believe. And, and uh-huh. Tack has just introduced him to... Ah, the kind of groups of people. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and again, like, okay, mm-hmm. so talking about the boobs again. Like, yeah. okay, so... By this time, Delaney is out. Does he mention boobs a lot? He now, mentions Delaney... boobs so okay, frequently. Now, to, to be to, to be credit, when I say an out and proud gay man, that's one way to describe similar Delaney. He's also kind of, I mean, like, and I don't want to put words in the man's mouth. He also is kind of bisexual too. Like he floats around look, between I completely, orientations. I completely understand appreciating yeah, the female form. Yeah. As a bi woman myself, I appreciate the female form. I don't write boobs this much. Like, this is borderline, she boobed boobly down the stairs. Like, there's so much description of boobs. Like, it's it's getting weird. Okay, so he says, uh, have you been here long? Where are you from, Mildred? Mildred what? Why did you come here? How long are you going to stay? Do you like Japanese food? Poetry? He laughed. 
Silence. Water. Someone saying your name. Um, he saw she was immensely pleased. Mildred Fabian. And people do call me Millie, like Tack does. John just feels like he has to be formal when new people come around. I was here at State University, but I come from Ohio. Euclid, Ohio. And then cuts down here to... (laughs) Nearly right after. Nearly right after. (laughs) um, Does... I've always... Well... Could you make an... She tugged the point to the side. He's talking about like a blade that he Uh has. He felt the pressure on his wrist and stiffened his hand. Released it. A muffled... Oh, he was puzzled. I was wondering, she explained, if you could make it ring like an instrument. All the blades are different lengths. I thought if they made notes, perhaps you could blade them. Blade steel? I don't think it's brittle enough. Bells and things are iron. Things have to be brittle if they're going to ring. Like glass. Knives are hard, sure. But they're too flexible. Like, I mean, this is... (laughs) Less than a page. Away. Like, it, it just, the transition is so yes. jarring. Yeah, yeah. And very I, normal to very weird in the This happens yeah. all the time yes. with characters. They'll just yeah. be talking, having a normal conversation, and then suddenly switch to yeah. something weird. So, yeah. Switch I, to artsy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this sexuality aspect, which sure, I'm, yeah. which I dig. Yeah. Like, I, I completely yeah. dig that about, about Delaney. And I, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I A lot I of interesting shit. I respect that of him. Mm-hmm. Good. You should. Well, no, I mean, N- like, it, Nina it's... not canceled as of now. Good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was ahead of his time, and for yes, yes. A, a man, especially a, a person of color, in the time period that he was, yep. I think it's important to realize that to have a book be published by a major... Yeah, published by a major publisher. Yeah. He, he didn't, like, because his, let's say, subject matter changed, suddenly he couldn't find a publisher. He was a Nebula Award-winning author. Yeah. He published quite a few novels like Yes, this, exactly. You know, yeah. But I, I want to talk about the character of Tack. Sure. Okay. Please. Tell me tell me what you thought about Tack when you first met Tack. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I, Describe Tack's appearance in your head. So... <laughs> Uh, I, okay, so he's described, and like a, a couple other characters, at least the woman in the, the very beginning, they're described as having certain features, but also other features. Okay, so the woman, and this is, it's awkward today because you don't use this term to describe it. She's, the, the woman at the very beginning is uh-huh. described as having oriental features, so Asian yes. features. Yeah. Asian, but also not Asian features. So Tack. Multicultural, yeah. we'd call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Tack is described mm-hmm. as having Western features, mm-hmm. but also African features. He mm-hmm. has, a, has a distinctly African nose. We call, we call it like multicultural, biracial maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But he's also kind of a leatherman. He's a leather daddy. Yeah, he's a leather daddy. Yes, yeah. You could you could tell definitely some some of Samuel Delaney's things he's into. mm -hmm. Let let me just say that leather leather daddyism is a recurring thing in his books. Yes, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, he's into some S and M stuff too. Oh yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, yeah, and there's like the the sex scene, which I'm gonna read a little bit of. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) No, I'm not gonna read all of it. I'm just gonna read like a dialogue, a dialogue from it. It's very S and M y. Yes. Between two men. Between two men, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Again. Very progressive. Yes, again. And this was 75? 75, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, like, I, I dug it. So there were some parts of, of this book that I dug. Mm. But for the most part, I don't know what's going on. And I can tell you, if you were to read to the end, you would never know what was going on. So it's just a bunch of stuff that's happening. It's, it's seven. You read about 60. There's about 700 pages of this book. You never really know what's going on. Like, my opinion of Delaney's books are, and I got a really good way of, like, thinking about this. 
where normal authors will kind of walk you down a path of plot and narrative, Correct, that yeah. kind of thing. Samuel R. Delaney, there's a path there, but he meanders down it. Yeah. He goes, he, he ambles left and right, and sometimes he'll stop and look at a thing at the side of the, the plot path, and he'll just kind of talk about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll kind of pick back on the, the plot path way further down the road and you never even knew how you got further down there, you know? Yeah. The whole book is like that. Yeah. Like I say, if you use, continue using these these 70s lingo here, dig this and jive. If, if, that, if you jive with that, like if you read that, like I love that. I love just meandering down a plot path with an author that I like, just kind of hanging out with them. And I can do that for 700, 1,000 pages, as long as I'm just, I like hanging out, you know? <laughs> Tack slid the jeans down and said, Jesus Christ, man, what's the matter with you? That stuff all over your dick. <laughs> you got dandruff in your crotch? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going to read it. Now, there's a, I learned there's a particular name of that fetish, too, and that's a recurring theme yeah. in Delaney's books that I never knew. It's like uh, unwashed sexuality, like, yeah. like a particularly raw, you know, like someone who needs a good shower, you know. Gross. like not Yeah, exactly. Not, not your thing, not my thing, but a lot of people... A lot of people are into that. They're into uh, the kind of unwashed gross, appearance. Gross. Yeah. Again. And that's definitely a Delaney thing. You can, you know? I, I might get canceled for that part, but yeah, take a fucking you're not gonna, shower. You're not going to march for those I'm people. not going to march for no. the people who don't get showers. <laughs> take a goddamn shower, my God. But that's like a recurring thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the kind of like, we call it gross. There's another particular fetish term for never washing or something yeah, like that's, that. You know, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You do you, wow. except so, when it comes to you, the showers. Exactly, yeah. So um, six, so six, six chapters. The whole part, like what? Yeah. Where did he get to? So he gets into the city. Oh, meets so Tack, yeah, meets he meets Tack. He leaves Tack's apartment or wherever he's staying, and then mm-hmm. he, I think he falls. It, I guess abandoned building, kind yeah. of where they're hanging out. Yeah, and like he falls down and like passes out, or I think he hits his head or something. Unclear. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's not, you never do. No. <laughs> Again, the descriptions are very strange. Has he met has he met one of the gangs with the holographic projectors yet? I think that I guess. Yeah, that happens very shortly after you start the thing about Samuel R. Delaney books is that, you know, from his second time period in life after coming out. They're less about science fiction and more just taking place in a world of science fiction. This the world of science fiction is just a backdrop. It's like you'll read page after page after page of just characters talking and some sex going on mm-hmm. and then there'll just be some weird science fiction thing kind of dropped in and you're like, "Whoa, what the what the hell is that? Where did that come from?" And then just right back into gay sex right away. It's very very common in his later books. Well, I can tell you right now which I prefer to read. Uh I don't know which. Well, I mean, you, I, one of these two things. Yes. One of these two things. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do want to. I, I want to mention sure. the list of books that Tak has, and one oh of the books, yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he's got, got a collection of books. He's yeah. got a collection of books, and one of them is yeah. Joanna Russ's *The Female Man*, mm, which you've read. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I read it uh-huh. in college. Yep. I read it too. Yeah. So yeah, good. Like a shout out. Wow. And I think. Yep. Um, Delaney and Russ knew each other. Yeah, they were yeah. contemporaries. That's, that's a real book. Yeah. That is a yeah. real book. Yeah. And yeah. I think all the books that he has on his shelf. Interesting. Yeah. Are are real. So yeah. he's got like Angels on Wheels and Weekend in Hell, a true story of the angels as told by Millicent Brash. I don't know if that's real or not. But then there's a book called Bike Bitch was apparently a, the <laughs> sequel to the same cover and different author, Bike Bastard. <laughs> uh, under yeah. that was the poems of Rimbaud with English at the bottom of the pages and then a paperback selected letters of Keats. 
uh, Dickey's Deliverance, Green Hardcover, Book of Logs and Trigonomic Functions, Place Held by White Enamel, Circular Slide Rule. An, an eclectic reader after mm-hmm. myself. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he like he's a very eclectic mm-hmm. reader, clearly intelligent. That's like yes, yeah. that's what we're supposed to mm. infer yeah. from that list of Okay, stuff. okay. Do you, do you want me to get into some of the like the backstory? Yeah, of, go ahead. Of okay, so so the the backstory of Dahlgren, like I explained earlier, it was uh Sam and Delaney coming back onto the scene after being gone for, for years and his writing style changing greatly. It is to this day his most commercially successful book i believe and, that. and it sold the most copies which is weird because earlier stuff like i said won one nebula awards this one was nominated but did not win that year but it is his most commercially successful book mm-hmm. sold over a million copies but was extremely divisive amongst both his fan you could tell yeah because imagine reading that there's no way you could have read his earlier ones but his earlier books were like straight up sf stuff yeah especially one book he's got uh his earlier book that he won I think both the Hugo and Nebula, a book called Nova, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a straight up science fiction story and a really, really good one too. Yeah. And to come, you know, to come back, people, it's kind of like you're waiting years and years and years for your favorite author to release a new book and they release this and you read this and you're just like, many people didn't get it. And yeah. if, if there's a thing to get, I don't know. I like the book, but... The point of the book, I could not tell you what the point of the book is, besides one man's journey. William Gibson, the well-known science fiction author, once described Dahlgren as, quote, a riddle that was never meant to be solved. Very, I, yeah. I, that, that sounds very good. Theodore Sturgeon, another well-known science fiction author at the time, called it the very best ever to come out of the science fiction field. <laughs> Don't know about that. But huh. Harlan Ellison, a uh, oh, very well-known science fiction prickly writer and, and, and prickly person, uh, once wrote about it, uh, I must be honest, I gave up after 361 pages. I could not permit myself to be gullied or bored any further. Harlan Ellison hated this book. You gotta give him credit, though. He got really far. Yeah, to read... That's really far. I, see, I don't get to read 361 pages in Dalgar. That's nearly... That's nearly like half the book. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and I mean, he, Harlan Ellison read a lot of this book. I, it's something else. I'm going to compare this to uh, Herman Melville writing Moby Dick. Who really? Yeah, is it I, Meander in the same way? Kind of. Oh. Although See, I thought you would have said something like James Joyce or something like that. No, hmm. the experiences are similar to Melville in that. Melville was this adventure writer, mm-hmm. and mm. before he wrote Moby Dick, mm-hmm. he was extremely popular. He was an eccentric man, but he wrote all of these real popular adventure things. It made him a lot of money. Mm. And uh, then uh, he writes Moby yeah. Dick. Ah, uh, I see what you mean, yeah. And people don't get it. People read it, and they're like, yeah. what the fuck is this <laughs> shit? <laughs> Where's my tale of adventure? Yeah, where are my you adventure know, tales? What do you call my it? It's, it's like where you can escape. Your escapist yeah. tale, you know, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, unlike Melville, Samuel R. Delaney went on to write more novels yes, and, yeah, and be yeah. successful. Yes. Melville did not. No, he died, didn't he? Well, I mean, he wrote, but he clearly oh, did not have the yeah. same success that, oh. you know, Delaney did afterward. Yeah. And yeah, he he did die penniless, mm. which is sad. And yeah, similar to Delaney, I definitely call him a successful author. I don't know how successful he was, like, critically past this point, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, he was always well-known. When I was learning about science fiction in the early 2000s, uh, mm-hmm. I took even a class in college about it. Delaney is very well-known, but the stuff you're reading by him is, like, very old. You know, it's yeah. like his 60s and early 70s work, Samuel R. Delaney. You're not reading, you're not reading Dahlgren if it's focused on science fiction. I mean, like, now, 
his later works past this point, you'll probably never read them, but like become just basically straight up, in my opinion, pornography. And I mean, there's even less plot, even less narrative. It's just pornography. I've read a few of them. And once again, one particular book through the Valley of the Nest of Spiders. Nina, yeah. Nina's heard me talk about this book before. It's just 800 pages of gay porn. And nice. I read the whole thing because I love his writing style. You know, and because, like I said, every, and then every 70 pages or so, there'll be some weird science fiction thing dropped in where you're like, whoa, this is not my world. You know, this yeah. is a weird world. And then back to 69 pages nice. of, of straight gay porn, you know, nice. straight gay porn, sorry. <laughs> of, of gay of gay porn. That, that doesn't make any sense. Um, there's other books that he's written. There's one particular notorious book I've never read by him called Hog, which oh, I, yeah. you may have heard about this I book. Yeah, this which one. let's say... If you didn't blush over in oh, the Valley of the Nest. Oh, God. Yeah, I, Hog, Hog, I will never read. I, I've yeah. heard things about that book and I'm like, even I'm like... Nope, I'm not reading that. It de- to, to say it deals with consensual non-consent is not even accurate. Oh my I think God. It, I, th- I haven't read it, but I've read of it. I think it's just straight up, let's say, non-consensual stuff uh, wow. for okay. quite some time, you know. And that's like most of his later works are just yeah. that kind of thing. Now, during the same time period as Dahlgren, he also wrote a fantasy series mm-hmm. called, uh, oh, it's a funny pronunciation, Neveriona. It's like it's like return to Neveriona, and it has a particularly interesting pronunciation. You know, yeah, (laughs) Neveriona. Yeah, kind of like that. You know, yeah. It's the famous book I was telling you. It's like two thousand pages long. The whole collection. The whole collection ended, and I read the whole thing because it's more of a straight up fantasy novel. Yeah. uh, But with a lot of like themes of sexuality. Let's call them alternative sexualities. (laughs) And uh, a lot of stuff yeah. about slavery. You know, Delaney oh, yeah. being a black man, Neveriona, is also a lot about issues of slavery and, and yeah. breaking chains is a, is a recurring theme in the book, that kind of thing. But then once again, there's just, it just meanders for like 2,000 pages. Just here and there and you're walking around and you're not literally walking around the book, but it's like... Literarily. You, just, you, you literally, around. you're just kind of ambling around dropping in on people's lives, hearing a little bit of, of stuff, and then boom, you, you're gone. You know, it's it's very, very, very weird. It's, it feels like a dream. Mm-hmm. And like all of Dahlgren, too, I, especially I remember Dahlgren, it feels like a dream. You yeah. To me, it's like you don't know what's actually happening. I never knew this when I first read Dahlgren, but the term unreliable narrator, that's the narrator in this book. It's unreliable. You don't know, is this really happening? You know... Not so much, like, I saw Dahlgren once once called magical realism. I wouldn't call it magical realism. You kind of know... There's no magic going No, there's on. no magic at all in the book, yeah. no. But it's like, it's science fiction. The weird stuff is science fiction related, you know? We'll eventually have, like, four major questions that we'll ask about the book at the end. Like, would you, Nina, would you read more of this book? No. Okay, I'd like the end to think about that. I like that you read way more of this I book did. than I thought yes. you were going to. Wow, yes. yeah. I did. I read more because one, I thought one hmm. quote unquote chapter yeah. of it wasn't enough. Yeah, okay. And I was, True. and two, yeah. I was genuinely curious. Interesting. Okay. And I, I thought that, yeah. well, it's only 60 pages. Yeah. Like, I can do 60 pages, you did. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, it's not so bad, mm-hmm. but also, no, I'm not going to continue okay. past this point. Uh, very nice. And then, like, say, a second, a second question would be like, do you think the first chapter and or let's say the first few pages 
really hooks the reader, in your opinion? No, okay. I don't. All right, good. It Maybe does you... not. Okay. Yeah. Cle- clearly, it's not a book to be given to readers unfamiliar with this author. Very much okay. so, yeah. 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 If you are a, like yourself, mm-hmm. if you're an established Delaney fan, yeah. absolutely. Okay. If yeah. you know his previous work, You know what you're getting. If you know what you're getting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is definitely a gift. Mm-hmm. But for someone who is just a general science yeah. Fiction. To be handed this book, or, or just to pick up this book and read the first few pages in the library or something. Yeah, this is yeah. not something I would recommend at all. Yeah, that's very, very true. And, you know, this was the history of this book. This was a book released by a very well-known author to kind of that author's fans. And yeah. it was meant to be read, in my opinion, by that author. The audience fans. is yeah. very specific for this book, and yes. that yeah. audience is Delaney fans. <laughs> yeah, ki- kind of. Yeah. Not <laughs> SF for science fiction fans. No, it's for no, Delaney no. fans. There is not enough science fiction in this book for that, no. The, yeah, so... Yeah. No, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> but, you know, those are the two major ones. Is Does it work as a first chapter? And would you read more of this book based on what you've read so far? To the question and the answer for both these is no for this book. Yes. All right. You said four questions. Maybe four. We'll come up with some Okay. More, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> those, those are the two most important ones. Do you have any questions for me about the book? Like I said, I'm a voracious reader. I've read the whole thing all the way through. So do you have any questions about... You, were, you said you were curious earlier on. Do you want to know where the book goes? I do. That was my, like, where does this go? Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't read this nearly 50-year-old book. If you don't want to hear spoilers about where Dahlgren goes, but trust me, I don't know what the hell I could spoil you, but feel free to stop at this point. Where it goes is pretty much just exactly what you've read. You read 60 pages of the kid. Seriously? The kid wandering around, meeting this person, having sex. Basically, you learn more about the city a little bit, and I mean, like, I don't mean you learn about the history of the city or what caused the city to be strange. So that's why you asked me about James Joyce. Exactly, yeah. Because it just kind of... Okay, so what it's you Ulysses just ex- this. Kind of. Yeah, now I've never read Ulysses, but I've heard... I, I have. I've heard this book compared to Ulysses before. Yes, okay. So what's weird is that I read the entirety of Ulysses. Wow. Okay, did you like that? I did not. Well, then you shouldn't read the rest of this. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That was back when I was a, a younger, hungrier college student, and I wanted to impress one mm. of my professors. <laughs> and yeah, I read Ulysses over a summer. Wow. And yeah. I understood what was going on in oh, Ulysses. Okay. Yeah. I can't understand anything that's no. going on in this book. No, so yeah, if what you're seeing is is true, and it's just it, it's more this of that. Is it's very like, Ulysses. It's like you you kind of see basically the, the whole rest of the book. All that happens is you see more of the city. You okay. see that basically you know the city of Bologna where they're at the setting of the book. Uh, it's it's a mostly abandoned city. Something happened in the city. You kind of you never find out what. You just know that it's mostly abandoned for some reason. Electricity Aww. electricity, huh? See, that bothers me yeah. that, like, that would be a really good hook, like, them finding out or, or oh, trying yeah. to find out what I happened. agree. Would, that would be neat. You never find out, in my opinion. Yeah, you find <laughs> you just kind of experience the kind of mostly abandoned city, which still has electricity running in some part, and then you kind of quickly find out that you're either not on planet Earth anymore, mm-hmm. or the city itself kind of goes into different places, and then the very end of the book is the book gets very experimental, in my opinion. Where oh, up to this, even more so? Even more so. Where at this point, it's just kind of meandering, weird weird prose and weird dialogue. The very end of the book, it starts like, the book itself starts breaking down. <laughs> and I swear... Just like if, I will be. Yeah, I swear, if you, if you were to get that far, yeah. I swear the ending part of it is, there's kind of someone who's known as kind of a, a head of the city or leader of the city, but not really... 
And then the kid eventually finds this person and talks to them, but only through like a grate in the wall or a hole in the wall or something like that. And maybe it's supposed to mean something, but you don't really learn anything and it just kind of ends there. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, you don't, don't expect to be satisfied or to ever find anything out in the book. Yeah. You yeah. just, it just kind of, it just kind of ends. Great. Which uh, some of my favorite writers like Delaney or even William Gibson, their books just kind of, in my opinion, very suddenly end sometimes just kind of, you See, know, I understand yeah. from a literary perspective, like denying your audience that catharsis, but also oh. you need to give your audience hmm. another catharsis elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not reading the rest of this. No, I, I agree. Definitely. If you were on the fence, I would have said, I eh, probably don't read the rest of it. I would only said read the rest of it if you were like, for some reason, super engaged by the first 60 pages, but that definitely doesn't sound a good No. Yeah. But again, I want to say that I do respect... Samuel definitely, Delaney. Definitely. I'll, I do. I'll make a note. You're not canceled. No, now. thank Don't you worry. very much. Yeah. I respect him. I do respect, you know, his contributions yes, yes. to literature. My problems are personal. Yeah. They're not uh, uh, targeted. No, good, good. They're, um, they're literary only, your problems with the man. Correct, yeah. yeah. No, and, nothing about subject matter. Of course not. But yeah, so no, I will not be continuing. Good. There we have it. All right. So that's our first episode of First Chapters. With uh, Nina McNamara and Engineer Mike. Next week, I haven't... Well, not, 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 sorry, not next week. Uh, next episode. I haven't yet decided on the book we'll read. I'll probably pick something way more way more recent. I'm not going to pick weird novels that nobody's ever heard of before. It's These, not always going to be science fiction either. No, it's not always going to be science fiction either. I do sometimes occasionally not read science fiction. Or, <laughs> or maybe fantasy, perhaps, or something like that. Or something that's like... Uh, you know, maybe it skirts the line. Maybe it's like kind of like Dahlgren, where it's not quite science fiction. Um, Just don't do the Cimmerillion again. God, no. No, we, no, though we may read the first. Well, no, uh, that would be a great first chapter to make fun of, though. Okay, but either either way, I'll probably I'm gonna stick to books that are like Hugo Award winners or Nebula Award winners or maybe nominees at least. You know, something that's pretty well known, where it's not just my opinion that the book is going to be something of note where it's it's some learned group of people have said hey this is a this is a novel of note this is worth reading like that's why i picked and then one. i destroy it exactly and then, <laughs> and then you rip it to shreds you know if it, if it deserves to be ripped to shreds that's fine so yes that's what's coming up in the future hope everybody likes it make sure to like and subscribe and hit that bell to get oh, notifications oh you don't have that on the podcast apps do you? I, okay, I guess not mind. all right and, uh thank you for listening bye Thanks for listening to First Chapters, a podcast from Grey Cat Books. Your hosts were Nina McNamara and Engineer Mike. Our music was provided by Alex Productions and Virtua Jams. Check out our website at greycatbooks.com for links to our credits. Thanks again for listening.